Welcome to Coffee with Kim. I'm Kim Kelp, and every week you and I sit down with fascinating, smart, and talented leaders, CEOs, and founders so that we can copy their homework. If someone knows how to do something really well, I want to know what it is and exactly how they're doing it. Get ready for aha moments, gems of wisdom, and little known tips and tricks that we can steal and use in our own lives. If you want to join these conversations and ask these experts your own questions, no point in just me having all the fun. Join us on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern live over on LinkedIn. Happy Wednesday, my friend. I hope this week finds you doing well, taking charge, and all in all, just really kicking some butt. (laughs) It's good to see you. As always, we meet here every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern to learn from each other, learn from experts and leaders and people that are really just making a name for themselves in their field. If you're new here, congratulations. Welcome to the fun times. The chat is where it's at. I mean, it's also here, but it's also in the chat. (laughs) So I wanted to encourage you, if you haven't already, to let us know where you're coming in from. Perhaps what's in your cup. I'll go first so you don't get nervous. But I am coming in from Austin, Texas with some green tea and would love to know the same for you. So a big hi to Amy Sell, who is the reason Dean and I are able to make LinkedIn learning courses. So it's good to see you and Rachel and Brian and Andrew and Jeff and Tim coming in all the way from the Netherlands. Oh man, it's a party. Make sure that you say hi to us in the chat so we can know who we're hanging out with today. I am really excited for today's remixed mini workshops. As you know, usually we do mini workshops solo, just you and I, but we've reformatted and decided to do mini workshops together. And today's guest that I have coming in is one of my all-time favorite people. And I have to say, I owe everything that I have done on LinkedIn and probably will do in the future to this man because he is the one that has pushed me so hard back in the day when I was like, LinkedIn, I don't know what's going on there. And he was like, no, you gotta, (laughs) this, this has gotta be something that you pay attention to. So if you haven't done your Google stalking already on Dean, I will give you a little bit of the highlights, but you can, you can do the Google stalking on your own because we're going to get straight to the good stuff. We're going to get straight to what works. We are not going to bother with the uh, background 101, but I'll give you a little bit, which is Dean is joining us for coffee today, and he is an expert in coaching, uh, career mentorship, sales training, leadership development, his book, Mastering the Basics, Simple Lessons for Achieving Success in Business is a really just succinct, great read. It's not one of those books that you're like, oh my God, this is going to take me like a Ray Dalio book where you're thinking, oh gosh, I'm never going to finish this. It's like a book that's, you know, this big. It, you know, it really is, it packs a powerful punch. A lot of great tactics and tips are stuffed in there. So I encourage you, if you're looking for a book that can help you just kind of take control over what you're doing at work, especially in sales and in business, this book, Mastering the Basics, I think is a great one for you. Dean also has 
15 courses on LinkedIn Learning, which is wild, specializing in sales and negotiating. So I'm really excited for him to join us today because we are going to be going over some tactical tips that he is going to share with us when it comes to sales, how we're selling ourselves in business, how we're selling maybe the products or the services that we offer. So please, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you can help me by raising your glass and welcoming Dean to join us. Well, Kim, what an introduction. And it is so great to see you again. I'm drinking some of New Jersey's finest, which is, uh, let's see here. Oh, my God. oh boy. <laughs> well, it is no surprise, Dean, between myself and then we have Kimberly and Keenan and John and Jeff and we just, Javi, we have a full house today to, to come and learn from you. So I'm really excited. Well, it's great to be here, Kim. You know, as you said, we've known each other for a while, indirectly and directly. And uh, I remember way back when you first did your original coffee with Kim's, you know, with the, you had your handheld uh, uh, camera and phone and you'd walk uh, a street of New York and give a message to people. And I said, wow, this woman is terrific. And uh, you would get thousands and thousands of likes and views. And, uh, you know, that's four or five, five, six years ago now. And uh Look at the, the amount of work you're doing, and it's it's really an exciting and fun to be with you today. Well, it's all thanks to you, Dean, and I'm really excited because I feel like I know all of your goodness, and maybe some people here have seen one or two of your LinkedIn learning courses, but many people have not, so they're going to get Dean for the first time today, all shiny, bright, and new, so I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Yes, but that's good, It's and and. Uh, you know, all I did was I just put you in touch with the right people <laughs> that knows doesn't take a master's degree to figure that out. So you did all the work and you're a special, a special individual indeed. Well, I'm just curious for you kind of just off, off the bat. I feel like when we say the word sales, it can mean so many different things to so many different people. So I know even probably in your own career, it's had probably several different meanings depending on what time or place that you found yourself in. But for right now in 2023, how do you think about sales or the clients that you work with, you know, when they're coming to you, what, what are they really struggling with? Well, to start off that first part of that question, what people think about sales professionals is, has changed dramatically through the years. There is still a difficult stereotype. And a lot of it comes from movies, you know, like The Wolf of Wall Street and, you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, which is not what the sales profession really should be. We should not be, you know, uh, following those tactics used in those movies. The true sales professional in this day and age is collaborative. Uh, they're working with customers. They're better listeners than they were when I first started in sales. Um, and they're more technically oriented in this day and age. So the true sales professional is wide range and expertise from, uh, from technology to finance, to products and services, a lot different than when I first started 30 plus years ago. Well, and I feel like so much now I always, I'm always telling people, cause I think sometimes people say, well, I don't have a sales job. So like, I don't have to worry about sales. And my whole thing is like, we're selling ourselves. You know, when you go ask your boss for a promotion, when you go ask for that raise, when you, when you go to try to tell the group that your marketing idea is the best marketing idea, like that is your selling your idea, like you're selling yourself. So I think so much of sales is not just, oh, I don't have a sales job, so I don't have to, you know, learn those tactics. 
No, I agree. I think we're all in sales, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a nurse, whether you're in finance, we're all trying to convey a message. We're trying to influence somebody to make a decision that is based on the concept or belief or product or service you're trying to offer. You know, so I talk to teachers sometimes and I say, well, I'm not really a salesperson at all, but good teachers have strong emotional intelligence. They're aware, they listen, they care for others. And that's what good sales professionals do too. So it's a, uh, it's again, it's a profession that is often misunderstood, but I think more and more people now really grasp what sales is all about. But there are still those undercurrents when I will say I'm in sales and people go, oh, you're a salesman. And the, the, again, the stereotypes of that manipulative approach, which is embedded in many people's minds, you know, comes out, but that is not a style that works. It never did work. And um, the other part of sales that we see today is people still go from hello to, can I sell you something? And <laughs> which that's not the salesperson's fault. That's their manager's fault to let them, they're throwing people out to the wolves. And we've all faced that. You know, we see it here on LinkedIn. Sometimes you connect with somebody and then an hour later, you're getting a, you know, a four page pitch about something you don't even need. And <laughs> I, I feel so sorry for those people. And because <laughs> that's not what sales is about. No. And I'm curious because you do, you have worked with so many people over the years, both in a, you know, public capacity, obviously working with people on LinkedIn learning who are sending you questions and you're, you know, responding, but also in a private capacity, you know, as like a consultant and an executive coach. So I'm curious for you, you know, when you, when you think about sales, what do you wish is something that just like every salesperson would just do? Like, you're kind of like up there beating your fist, like, just do this one thing, please. What's the one thing every buyer says? Salespeople, you need to listen more. You need to, when you ask your listen. questions, actually listen and take good notes. And don't try to sell me something. Try to solve and provide a solution for what I'm looking for. So I say that to every sales professionals, listen better. And that's the number one complaint that all buyers have. Secondly, it's planning and preparation. It's the amount of time you take to be ready for a sales call or a presentation or discussion. It's not like I just showed up today, Kim, and said, oh, I'm going to be talking with Kim today. It's Coffee with Kim. I did some research. I spent some time. I looked at some of your old Coffee with Kims and, and saw the style and approach that you have. Even though I know you very well from all of your work, it's taking that time to do the research and planning and preparation. I think the best salespeople don't actually sell. They're working in a collaborative way with their customers and clients to provide a solution to their needs. Well, I think you just said something that I uh, needs to be like on a bumper sticker, which is don't um, don't sell me something, provide me with a solution. Mm -hmm. So like don't sell, provide solutions, I think is is really and, and I'm curious for you, what do you think somebody should do if they are trying to help a customer, you know, solve a problem and they realize that maybe their product or service or what the, is not the best answer. Well, that's where the best salespeople shine because say, I can, how can I help you out and find the right best solution? We don't have the answers all the time, but you gain a lot of respect. And the other thing that buyers also respect is trust. They can trust you. So if you say, I'll help you find another source for what you're looking for or find another service, which you may need. I'm not the right person. 
You know, I say that all the time now. You know, my background was working in the publishing industry in the corporate world for 30 plus years. And now in my training areas, I'm not the right person for many organizations and many companies. You know, when I say I do coaching, I can't coach a CEO. I can't do executive level coaching. I work with people in the middle stages of their careers, early stages of their careers. So it's finding the right match. And if I don't have the, if I'm not the right person, I readily say, go speak with Kim or go speak with Todd or whoever it might be, who is the right person. You gain a lot of respect and buyers and clients do remember that. And they will refer you later on to somebody else. That's so true. Cause your reputation, I always tell people your reputation mm. lasts forever. Like you're, you, that will, that will extend far beyond the times that you stop talking to someone. I love this question from Jeff, which is, if someone is just starting off, is it, kind of new, where, where would you suggest they turn or go to find resources that would help them when it comes to sales? I would, I would plug, obviously follow Dean on LinkedIn, but. Mm. We, well, that, it's, you know, one of the things that I find is that when people first get into sales, or they get a sales role, they watch 10 of my courses or courses from Miles Croft or Jeff Bloomfield or other uh, teachers, instructors on LinkedIn learning. And they're soaking in so many different courses that they get overwhelmed or they're buying five books, which is terrific. But then you get, you're, you're, you get dizzy. So my, my course is preparing yourself for a career in sales, which is how you just start and take a deep breath. And then learn to listen and learn to engage and learn to ask those right questions. It's also uh, working with the right manager and getting with the right company to be coachable and trainable. You know, I look back when I first got into sales. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. You know, it's like, oh, wow. And, and then finally, I was trained about the basics of sales. And that doesn't happen in the first month. It's like any new job. It takes three months to really get comfortable. It takes six months to get really settled in and a year to really say, okay, now I had to have a better feel. So for anybody getting into sales or marketing or any new job, be realistic. And you had a, you had a discussion about this in one of your many courses, many of your topics was about setting goals. It's setting realistic goals. So in sales and joining a sales profession, Try to figure out what you want to do in that first month and the first 90 days and achieve those and then go on from there. Well, and I'm glad you brought up this concept of like taking action because sometimes I feel like, and I'm guilty of this too, I will say, sometimes I'm guilty when I'm starting something new of I'll spend so many times like researching or listening to podcasts or buying courses or watching courses that I don't actually do yeah. I don't actually do whatever new thing I'm trying to learn. And sometimes it's taking that imperfect, messy first step that that's how you actually begin the process of learning, not necessarily watching 15 hours of, of courses, but actually going out and trying it. You have to make mistakes. And that's part of the growth curve. You don't learn to swim the first time. You don't learn to ski. You not, don't learn to play tennis or whatever activity, whether it's sewing or tennis or whatever the activity might be. It's a learning process. And that's the same with sales. And uh, again, I look back at some of my early sales calls and I'm like, oh, my cringe. Um, you know, and again, I go back to this point. I cringe because I talk too much and you enjoy talking. I enjoy talking. So it's one of those things where you have to practice to listen better. 
And so when I look back again at those early years, it's uh, it's the lesson that I say to people. How do you let the other person talk 60% of the time? That's a good sort of baby kind of baby action. Like next time someone's having coffee with a friend, like really pay attention to how much you're talking versus their, them talking. Do you have any other of these like small little tactics we could maybe use in our everyday life to kind of practice our sales? I think it was either Bonnie or Brenda. Somebody in the last couple of weeks mentioned one where you go into a coffee shop and I think it was Brenda and ask for a discount. She's like, even mm. though, I, you know, they won't give it to you, but just, just kind of practice. But do you have any of these kind of like, maybe like baby challenges that we could do? Yeah, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in practice, practice, practice. And yes. I do a lot of this. I look right in the camera. I mean, it just, for example, what we're doing right now, looking at a camera, I look in the mirror, I practice my presentations many times. I say the phrase and I use the word role playing and people will groan because it's mm -hmm. the it, it, it can make you cringe because you have to be in front of other people and practice your sales pitch or practice your marketing pitch or, or presentation. And we get intimidated by that or scared, but it is the most effective way of learning because you're among friends. It's better to learn and make mistakes among friends than do it in front of a client. So role-playing, testing your message, talking to a mirror, <laughs> these are all simple things that you can do right in your own home. The other thing is, again, you go back to talk about preparation and planning and it's, you can spend too much time doing it, but it is one of the things that I think that made me a better salesperson uh, than anybody else. And in this day and age, you can learn so much about your clients before even meeting them. And that means you have to know about the, about their clients. It's knowing that, Kim, you live in Austin. You're not in New York anymore. You know, simple things that you went to the University of Florida, the work, the charity work you do. There is so much information available about you just online. You say Googling information, chat GPT information about Kim Carroll. I mean, it's you can learn all of these things and that can give you a competitive advantage versus anybody else in sales. That's what made me, has made me, I think, to be a successful sales professional. You're so right. And just really kind of taking action, whether it is recording yourself or practicing at home. I like this point that Keenan brings up, which is vision without execution is hallucination, <laughs> uh, which is, which is true. You got to do the work. You got to, nobody <laughs> wants to necessarily talk at a camera or, you know, yeah. practice, but you kind of have to do it or else it's just all one big hallucination. I, I love this point that you had brought up when we were talking kind of offline about what we we're going to, what we we're going to discuss today, because I think it's something that really keeps people in a backseat and not taking action, which is the concept of objections. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really causes people to pull back, shy away, lean out that they're like, I don't want to be rejected. So if I just don't even try, then I won't feel the rejection. Yeah. So can you help us think about like, what are these objections and maybe how can we think about them differently and, and maybe take them from a place of like, I got this and not a place of like, wow. Objections are really just questions, you know, and, you know, you use the word rejection. Boy, is that a negative word, right? Nobody wants yeah. to be rejected, whether it's in life, in relationships, in work. It, it, it's a negative word. So when we talk about sales, we, it's that fear of rejection. Well, 
that's part of life and how do you overcome that and in sales when have you ever you just look at yourself when you've gone to buy furniture or buy some sporting equipment or buy some food you have questions you want to know is there something better is there something less expensive i don't have the money right now well that's what sales is when you're going to see a buyer or you're going to sell your product or service for your business now can you know that people are going to have questions they're going to revolve around the same three or four objections every time wow price <laughs> is is there a discount is there a cheaper price who's more expensive who's like you know you're going to be asked that question can you improve your price so again going back to being prepared you have to be ready for that question people are going to say i don't have the budget right now i don't have the money yeah. so how can you be prepared for that i always would look up when companies these are publicly traded companies uh when their fiscal year is why would you want to sell somebody at the end of the quarter when they don't have any budget money to spend or at the end of their fiscal year when you know things are tight everybody always has a budget question right i mean that's you face it in your business oh i don't have the money right now kim but maybe next year when things open up oh we're worried about the inflation everybody always has a budget question and that's you're going to encounter that so you have to be ready for that it's how can i work with you then kim <laughs> how can we make this work starting next quarter or when does money open up? When are you able to do these things? Again, it's going back to questions and saying, how can I help you overcome that? So it's turning around the rejection and the objection saying, how can I help you? You know, the other one is that people say, I'm at a committee, you know, it's a committee decision. That's the great, you know, pass the buck type of thing. You know, oh, I can't, I'm not yeah. making a decision. Okay, well, who are the other people? How can I help you with this committee to make the right decision? Again, it's taking a negative and making it a positive. The other thing with objections is, and you always need to remember this in sales, is sometimes you just won't win. <laughs> you know, some people were born to say no. I mean, you face this in your world, right, Kim? It's like, yeah, oh, God, of course. They're, they're the Dean Downer, Debbie Downer, right? You know, it's like, nah, I don't want this. Or they, you know, I used to sell most of my career in person, you know, and now in video, but they, or people look at you like this. You know, you and I are very enthusiastic people, and there then people, right? I mean, you face that, and that's a form of rejection, right? Bingo. So, how do you overcome that? Again, so you try to turn the table and say, Kim, what's working in your business? People want to talk about talk about their business. So, Kim, what is working in your business? Well, Dean, you know, I've done this, I've done that. You had a great post, you know, talking about uh you know the work that you're doing and the and the people you're working with. So you try to turn the tables and you try to turn things around, but you should never be surprised about people having questions. No one ever, you're never going to walk into somebody's office or sell somebody over a video call. And they're going to go say, yes, Kim, I'm ready to buy. That doesn't happen. Well, <laughs> and I feel like one of the ones that I, now it's turning into a personal therapy session. Um, one of the ones that I also get a lot is, uh, which is like, it really gets under my skin and kind of ticks me off is, well, that's the way we've always done it. Um, like, they, like they don't want to change. They're like, well, you know, Jeff has supplied that for 10 years. So while we like you, Kim, and this does sound interesting and it's less expensive and it's more creative and it's the better answer, we're going to stay with Jeff. And I'm like, 
it, it's like I'm like Elmer Fudd with like yeah, steam no, out of my ears. So how do you handle objections from people that are just like, well, we just don't. That's everybody. They say, you know what? I'm happy. I don't want to. I don't want to go out and make a risk. You know, I'm being watched by my boss, my management. How much I'm spending. I don't want to make a change right now. So I say, well, if you could make two changes in what you're existing by the product, or so if, if you had the, if you could use a magic wand and do something different with the product or service you're getting right now, what would be those two things, Kim? What would be the two things that you would want differently? They got to answer something. And if they say everything's perfect, well, that's a point where we say, well, let me come back in a couple of months and we'll talk about it again. Or this is a hard thing that, learned, that I've learned in sales through the years is after you try again, after you try again, and you maybe you do four, five, six, seven, there's a point where you punt. <laughs> you say, I am going to move to something more productive, a more yeah. productive opportunity customer. Some people were born to never change, but I've always used the approach. What are the two things I can do to your existing product or service to make it better? Uh, how can I help you make it better? If there was this magic potion that I could give you to make it better, what would you do? Well, you know, Dean, you know what I'd really like if they could add in some technology or if you could add in a special price point or delay my billing or what, I could do that. You know, so it, you're, you're trying to do is get them to open up a conversation. And uh, exactly. Just like open up and really talk to you about what they're what they're facing. And I think that almost kind of leans back into it's your responsibility as a, I want, I don't even want to say salesperson. I would mm -hmm. say business person. It's your responsibility to kind of plan and prepare and what is their field and what are they struggling with and, and trying to educate yourself the best you can. What, what are some other responsibilities besides that kind of planning and preparing? Obviously everybody can use, whether it's Google or ChatGPT or something to kind of like stock out whoever it is that they're trying right. to, to influence. But what are some other kind of personal to-do list items that we can take on when it comes to, when it comes to sales? I think, you know, again, I've been doing this for 40 years. So it's, if, I'm constantly changing. I'm constantly improving. I get, I look back, especially in this day and age, if you're selling the same way you were three years ago, you're, True. Uh, yeah, this is a whole new world. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not 22 anymore, right? And new into sales, but the way we sold those years ago, the way we do now, the way we do 2019, 2020, 2020, um, totally different. And it's a totally different, and it is, it is the lesson is you have to collaborate. When I first got into sales, the silos between sales, marketing and finance and operations, those silos were massive. If you're in an organization where sales and marketing are still bickering, you're in the wrong organization. So that's, you need to be hand in hand with marketing, operations and finance. Those are the companies that are successful. Uh, you look at a LinkedIn, you look at a Salesforce, Technology is going through a rough time right now, but did you see Salesforce just announced their results? They were strong. <laughs> and it's because that's an organization that is collaborative. You look at what LinkedIn does. And I know we, we are, we're not LinkedIn employees. We just happen to be contract people for them, Kim, but it's a well-run organization of how it's run and how it's managed. And, but we also work with companies and you do also who, where you see those silos. Well, I don't know. I don't get along with marketing or I don't get along with finance. Those are the companies that are falling behind the scenes. So the lesson is, is you need, if you're in sales, you need to learn about finance. 
You need to go to the marketing people, learn about marketing. You need to know about operations. Now, you know this well as an entrepreneur, you're, you wear 20 different hats, uh, but somebody who may be in the corporate world or working in a small business say, well, I'm in sales. I'm a business development representative. And my job is to find new customers. Well, you got to learn the marketing department, what they do. You have to learn that what the finance department does. So it goes back to always be learning and be open to new ideas and realize it's 2023 and not 2020. Um, always learn. Always learn. And I would also add that part of, I think, the responsibilities of a good salesperson or just like a good person in, in business is to whatever you think is over communicating is yeah. probably right. Yeah. Like I cannot tell you the amount of times, in fact, this just happened to me earlier this week. I asked for something uh, like last Thursday and just never heard back from a vendor. And so yeah. this whole time I'm like, what did that, did my email get lost? Like, you know what? So yesterday it was like, I checked in like, hello, like, yeah. I, you know, I sent this email and they're like, oh, sorry, we've been working on it. Well, yeah. I don't know that you're working on it. So I think that over communication, just say, you know, I'm still working on this quote for you. I'm, you know, this, this is going to take three days to that almost like over communicating, I think is something that a lot of salespeople, or at least maybe it's the ones that I'm coming into contact with, um, don't have as much. You don't need an MBA to figure that out either, that you need to keep people informed. And again, that's a basics of sales. And, you know, we complain in sales, you know, we, well, we can't reach somebody or not. I'm sending out all these emails. I don't like cold calling. I can't. When you have somebody who's responding and you're not keeping them informed, oh my goodness, you know, you're letting something go from something that's working to something. So if somebody's not responding to you, Kim, my goodness, you're a active potential buyer. And for somebody not to be communicating and staying in touch, you know, that's a shame. That's a, that's that, then that leaves a bad taste in your mouth because that's always going to be a question that you will say, how will they be then on delivery? And, and so if they're making a decision between buy, if you're making decisions buying from me or buying from Chris Croft and Chris responds better than I did, you will buy from Chris rather than me because just out of he's more proactive in keeping you informed. Again, you don't need an MBA for that. <laughs> it's the basics of sales. Uh, you know, it's, it's so true. And I, I really feel like for most people, it's one of the things that is so easy. You know, a lot of the sales tactics can be, you know, okay, I got to study. That's like a basic, right? It's like over communicate. That's, that's a, well, we talked about you know, the basics of that. And like you said, over communicate, you know, there are all of these advanced going back to that question about like learning new to be in sales. There are all of these advanced methodologies, you know, spin sales and this sales and that sales. And start with the basics you know you show up on time you respond you smile say thank you you show care you listen you know that th these are you know the people skills goes back to i say the most important skill for every salesman is emotional intelligence listen be aware care understand ask questions bingo <laughs> totally. And I would say a lot of these tips, if, if anybody is curious about learning more, again, Dean's book, Mastering the Basic, is full of these. So kind of more in-depth examples of going through each of these. So I would encourage everybody to consider picking up that book if these things are hitting home for you or you're wanting to, to learn more. But 
Um, okay, Dean, I'm going to take a big sip of my caffeine and okay. then I'm excited to get to these speed round questions. Uh oh. I know. <laughs> Gear up. Gear I'm ready. Up. Okay. I'm ready. I'm, gonna, um, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. What is the best work-related thing that you have started using or doing lately that you just absolutely love? You're kind of recommending it to everybody or telling people that they should check it out. Well, you know, I hate to beat it in the ground with chat GBT, but I love that. You know, I think it's, you know, everybody's talking about it now and it's, yeah. it's become in the past six months, it's just amazing. And for every type of our business, but announced yesterday, you know, from uh, from Salesforce was, you know, Einstein GPT, which is combining the CRM with artificial intelligence to be able to take that data and be able to use it of how we work with customers. I always love technology. It doesn't mean I've always been good at it, <laughs> but I love the new technology tools and and chat GPT, I think is it's I'm blown away about Again, what I, are you I, mainly okay i'm very curious shelby and i were just talking about this what are like the top two or three things that you're using chat gpt for well if i was in the corporate world i would be using it for, to create the response to emails customer service emails uh doing my research uh for me now i'm using it for fun in my research again i'm in a different role now but as a salesman yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it would it's a great tool for doing analysis creating the analysis and putting it in one mm -hmm. spot and making me think, you know, it's not, I know there's a, an initiative going on LinkedIn right now where we're working on some things, looking at a various number of topics in sales and a lot of different areas. And, you know, the information and the data that comes from chat GPT is not always hundred percent accurate as we all know. And uh, so, but it gives you a starting point. And again, so for me, it is response letters, follow-up letters, research mm -hmm. letters, and being able to communicate. And I love this idea from, uh, from Salesforce with Einstein uh, GPT of combining it with the CRM. Because I gotta you know, look, I gotta look, I had not heard of this Einstein G chat GPT. I gotta look at that. That sounds super yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, it, so that's fun. Those are things that I love. And so the technology is an area that all good salespeople need to stay up on, on top of. I love that. Is there a specific like newsletter or podcast that you kind of love learning from or that you get these sort of like, hey, there's this Einstein chat GPT or like, do you subscribe to certain things that you're kind of getting these little bits of information from? Well, the two part answer there. I mean, we used to look at LinkedIn five, six years ago in a different way we are now. I get so much information totally. now on LinkedIn each day. That's where I read about mm. the Einstein chat GPT. Huh was on uh linkedin this morning or yesterday and uh, the podcast i like is you know i think i'm not sure if you were on it or not but i know a lot of our friends from uh, linkedin learning have been on in fact he has a lot of his courses on audio it's pete mckite pete mckitis m-o-c-k-a-i-t-u-s uh how to be awesome at your job he's mm -hmm. an unbelievable interviewer and he has people who are in a wide range of fields uh i was appeared with him uh, as on with his podcast, you know, three years ago. And I think he's got like over 800 podcasts at this point, Pete Mekaitis and uh, how to be awesome at your job, 45 minutes, uh, great lessons. And uh, again, he has also his, some of his uh, um, podcasts have been now are, are featured on LinkedIn learning in, in audio format. 
And that's where I've seen, I've seen the audio only format. I've checked out a couple of those. You're right. He is an amazing interviewer and it's just super, super interesting to kind of dive into those, dive into those episodes with him. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that well, you mentioned that. Also, I, mean, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, but I mean, you have people on every week uh, <laughs> with your coffee with Kim who are leaders in their field and, uh, you know, and are, also fun to listen to, you know, people, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, Brenda last week and then Chris Croft the week before. I mean, these are real superstars in their field. Uh, Todd do what you've done, spoken to. And so your, uh, your many workshops and the people you work to. So if people aren't following you, um, you know, they should be. So it's, uh, you don't need a plug from Dean Carroll, but you you have a, a way of a wide range of people that you interview that I think uh, it's well worth people's time and investment to listen to and watch. Oh, well, thank you, Dean. <laughs> I, you may have already answered this, which is, um, is there an app or software that people would be surprised to know that you're kind of leveraging? So the answer might've been chat GPT, but is there, are there any others that people would be like, oh my gosh, I'm surprised that like Dean's using that every day. Well, this is totally out of left field, but it's like my wife and I just moved to a new community. You know, we moved, we lived in our in a house in our town. We moved to a townhouse uh, near a golf course, whole new area. So I love going outside, taking a walk every day. So I'm like the mayor, you know, and I walk around, I say hello to everybody. So I have, you know, the map, my walk, you know, so it's like, well, that's my grandson, yes. by the way. That's Ethan. Oh. And <laughs> he's uh, 15 Hi, years old. And um, so, um, but I'll walk, I have my, you know, map your route. And uh, so what's sort of funny is, you know, I try to get two and a half miles in, but because I'm talking along the way, I do two miles in two hours and 40 minutes, you know, because I'm stopping to talk to people and I'm saying hello and introducing myself. But that is actually, you know, there's so many tools, you know, simple tools that, that we can get from the app store, whether it's map walks or health related. Um, so I think that's something a little different out of the ordinary that people might not suspect that the probably not suspect they know I talk a lot, but the, that I'm actually <laughs> tracking my route uh, with my walk. They're probably thinking like, wow, this guy moves at like a tortoise speed on these walks. <laughs> He's barely making it each step of the yeah, way. Yeah, it is embarrassing. It's you know, two miles, two and a half miles and four hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you are, Dean, you're such a people person. And I feel like so many of the amazing people that I have met and Jeff saying, go outside and meet people. It's true. New app. No idea. I feel like so many of the amazing people that I have met have been recommendations from you of saying, you know, hey, have you have you checked out Bonnie or hey, have you checked out, you know, these amazing people that you've recommended to me that the, I have then checked out and been like, oh my gosh, Dean's right. So amazing. So I'm curious for you, maybe you have some new ones or some old favorites that you're like, man, every time I see this person, you know, come across my LinkedIn or maybe into my inbox with the newsletter or something, just, you know, they really light me up and maybe some, some other people here uh, don't know about them or, or don't follow them. Well, I think we're so fortunate, both of us, you know, the, the people we've connected with and met through uh, LinkedIn Learning and that this being International uh, Women's Day, you know, it's uh, the people you and I have gotten to meet, uh, Gemma Lee Roberts, Erin uh, Shrimpton, you know, uh, Selena Rizvani, Sarah Canaday, you know, people like that, the, uh, Tatiana Kolovu. These are all leaders in their fields. And the yeah. fact that we get to know them and hang out with them and, and learn from them is... Uh, is is terrific. So 
those those women are outstanding and uh in all different aspects brenda bailey use add to that list who you again you just had on um you've if there's the international day of the women of women is is focused on these type of people of all different types of businesses and expertise and uh and again my buddy uh, chris croft who knows is a supporter of all women's rights as am i i mean that's if people aren't following chris croft they should be he's a superstar in what he does in his world from project management bonnaby fior another person woman of, of, of project management field um and of course you can uh, adding you again to that list um there are so many great people to so learn many. from and that's what makes this fun and exciting Oh my gosh, so many good ones. I'm curious to you know, if if we love homework around these parts. We love getting homework. We love doing homework. We're we're a little nerdy in that way. But if you could give all of us a homework assignment for us to do this week, it could be to to try something or to listen to something or to read something. Uh, what homework assignment would you give us for this week? I think it's so important to me not you may not expect this, but I think it's so important to reach out to somebody and say thanks or congratulate them. It's it's Wednesday afternoon now, mm. New York. But between now and Friday afternoon, everybody find one person to either reach out to you haven't spoken to in a while uh, and see how they're doing. Reach out to somebody you work with and say thank you for the good work that you do. Encourage, motivate, show compassion, show care. Reach out to somebody who may need a boost in their life, who's going through a rough time. It's not very hard to do, but sometimes we often say we're going to do it next week. So between now and Friday, find that one person to do it. It's going to make you feel good and it'll make them feel good also. And it's a so it's a, a, a hugging type of a positive message and uh, and you know objective i wish everybody would do between now and friday i i love that james just added that he writes thank you notes once a week Excellent. so i love that whether it is a handwritten note or a text or an email that is a great homework assignment for all of us dean i really i love that one so much um where can people keep learning from you or accessing all of your knowledge i'm i'm on linkedin all of the time so dean carroll you've got my name <laughs> you've got my spelling and k-a-r-r-e-l i i post regularly not as much as you kim uh, I, I don't know how you do it you're going 24 hours a day you've got some great stuff that you post and it's and you just don't do this in five minutes which, which is so amazing these are <laughs> you, you put some real uh production work in your in your videos and in your messaging that's so great and uh, so i post two or three times a week about sales related issues business topics and uh and i have a nice following of people who i love corresponding with and one of the fun things about linkedin is just the global nature of this this uh, network on linkedin of you know 800 million people around the world and uh, 20 percent from the us so that means you know there's 600 million people from around the world who are watching and reading and listening to our message so please follow me on linkedin and i'll be happy to chat oh i love it dean thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it with us we we really appreciate it and i think all of us can take home some new tactics and tips and also have some googling to do i know for me that einstein chat gpt is going to be the first thing i type in google when we <laughs> when we get out of here so thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it
Thank you, Kim, for inviting me. It's so good to see you. I'm glad you're happy and settled in in Austin. I miss you in New York City, though, but uh, I know you'll be back occasionally. And uh, all the best to you and continue great success and health and happiness to you. Uh, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for joining this mini workshop. Really appreciate it. Next week, we are taking off, but we will be back the week after that in full force. As always, you can always check out getcoffeewithkim.com for a full schedule of everybody that we're having join us for coffee in the next couple of weeks. So until then, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and sending a big cheers from me to you on this International Women's Day. Have a good one. Bye. Whew, that was some good stuff. Thanks for being a part of this week's Coffee with Kim. If podcasts are your thing, subscribe to the show and you'll see a new episode appear next week in your favorite listening app. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us live on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern over on LinkedIn. You can RSVP at getcoffeewithkim.com. I want you to have your questions answered because why should I get to have all the fun? And let's be honest, you know how to ask some hard hitting questions. My guests and I cannot wait to meet you. See you soon.